0: Tired of winning the tailgate but losing the games? We can't help that. But we can tell you what the hell is up with each team and what's going on across sunny San Marcos. Texas State fans, get on your feet. You're listening to Squaring Around with Jacob Rodriguez and Andrew Zimmel.
1: Andy, we didn't even uh, talk about maybe the biggest thing that's come to this podcast, that new intro. Oh, <laughs> shout out to the new
0: intro. Good the stuff. Intro.
1: Yeah, shout out the guy from Fiverr that I just found randomly.
0: You know, I've been uh, I've been talking up Fiverr. I say that that's like where we get all of our stuff. So hopefully more people use it, more people can like, you know, find people that they can use.
1: Fiverr is low key, very... Very good. We're also getting a new logo eventually because I got a lot of feedback from some of my marketing friends. They're like, Hey, you should probably get a new logo. I was like, It's not that bad, right? No, yeah, that that's bad. what I
0: was saying. I was like, you know, it's a young, it's a young podcast, but mm-hmm. some similar to like getting a bad haircut and your girlfriend's like, Hey, you need to you need to trim that up. The mullet's not working. That's that's what the new logo is gonna do. It's us cutting our mullet.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I also have to thank you, Zemi, because you're also our head engineer on this podcast now, because for the first five or four weeks of this podcast, an entire year, really, if you think about it, last year, (laughs) welcome to 2023, our podcast sounded like shit because I couldn't figure out what the fuck to do with my microphone. You may have seen it peeking out. It's here eventually um uh, but i just fucked up my zoom settings and andy corrected me so
0: you're welcome for that yeah i no, i was about to drop people... 40
1: dollars on a microphone and so that just went to the new logo money
0: plenty plenty of people don't know how to uh, do the zoom settings i i have figured them out the hard way so i got you bud
1: thanks ma'am so new year new bobcats question mark do you have any uh new year's resolutions and why i should start off with
0: so that was funny because you said that in the uh the game notes and you were like hey come up with new year's resolutions so i came up with very basic new year's resolutions the same new year's resolutions that say a college student might put on their uh their board here ready for this one Mm -hmm. so i got them we'll start with football football hit the (laughs) i meant
1: for yourself personally oh
0: for myself yeah do do you do that no, I don't believe in re- I I think that <laughs> no, goals... I don't believe
1: in resolutions. Before. I don't believe We're in resolutions. We're about to give resolutions. I
0: set goals for myself, and then I just surplant those. Go- I just surpass those goals. No, resolutions are easy to break. That's the problem. You know what I mean? Like they're ready. They're easy to break. Goals you set for yourself, you're not putting a time strain. It's not a year. It's not five weeks. It's like this is a goal I have, and if it doesn't happen in 2023, it'll happen in 2024.
1: No. Yeah. I think what my, about you? Um, my resolution is to look on the bright side a little bit more, you know, I've been a little down in the dumps, a little, a little sorry for myself. I'm on that David Goggins mentality, you know, get up motherfucker.
0: <laughs> I guess so. I mean, I understand where you're coming from. I personally feel like I'm doing everything right. So I, 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 I'm okay. Maybe so I can re- lose a little weight, but besides that, you know, it's all good.
1: The the reason I asked you to come up with resolutions for each team too is because it, it's interesting to look at the team, especially if they're out of season, right? So that's like football, soccer, some of those fall sports teams. But if you look into the season, like, you know, basketball, other stuff, that's kind of what these resolutions are for. Okay. Anyway, take away, buddy.
0: Okay. So my, when you saw that, I thought it was kind of interesting and I came up with very basic ones, right? So for football, I said like hit the books a little bit harder. Game planning was not something that was a, uh, uh, a specialty from the Texas state team felt like a lot of show up on exam day did show up on the uh, days for the, you know, the practice exam. Uh, so hit the books a little bit harder. Hopefully uh, GJ Kenny can figure that out. Baseball set new goals for yourself, right? The goal has been set from last year, had a really excellent season, you know, Sunbelt champions going on and having a good NCAA tournament, set new goals. What's the new goal? Is it to, Make it to the College World Series. I think that's something that could be on there. The in-season sports is where it gets interesting. So for men's and women's basketball, similar type of stuff. Make it a schedule because it seems like, again, not piggybacking off football. There's times where they kind of just show up for the exam. They're not. They're not taking the time to study. They're not taking the time to break things down a little bit. Make us make a schedule for men's and women's basketball and stick to it. And I think that that's kind of. Where we're at now in the season is that they're they're they've already had a couple of their early tests. I think they have a solid B or C in the class. You want to get that to an A. Keep the four GPA. Go into the Sun Belt tournament with a little bit of momentum. It's uh it's studying other teams and it's uh coming in with a game plan.
1: Yeah. I have a few, too. Uh, I guess maybe mine was a little more ambitious, but I just wanted football to be bowl eligible. I mean, that's what they've kept promising us. So that's just them living up to their own expectations of themselves. Mm. Um, uh, you know, we have a tennis team. I think this is probably the most atrocious on the list, though. And <laughs> tennis went 6-16 six and 16 last year. It's 2-8 and eight in their conference. So uh, mm. have a tennis team, I think, next year is a pretty good goal.
0: I think that's funny that, like, they get the little the least amount of respect, I think, when it comes to, like, conversation about them. Um, and then when we do talk about them, it's because they're not any good. <laughs> so, get better. Good luck. There My was cousin a real, was, I, the,
1: was the beat writer on that with, when we were at the store. Ryan was? Leo. Ryan. Really? Yeah, I he, think wrote, he, he wrote, like, bag. four or five features on them.
0: He fumbled the bag because, and I can say this now, a couple of pretty good-looking tennis players. <laughs> Texas State was not on um, they were not bad looking tennis players. Ryan fumbled the back. He could have been dating a, a tennis pro by now.
1: Well, she would have gone 6 and 16 in the all of the Sun Belt. Plus, you that's know, fine. it's a conference games. So I don't I don't know what that's about. Uh Yeah. I also you talked about some of like the more known sports and stuff, but Texas State also still does support an entire athletics department. So I need to bring up the golf team because I think the golf team just needs to make headlines next year. And they need to do that because, uh, I think for the alumni association itself for Texas state, they have the most, uh, you know, these random tournaments that pop up for, you know, donor support and stuff like that in order to have all those, we need to have some success in that realm too, just to justify why we're doing all these things. We're doing it because that's what rich people do. And that's how they kind of
0: fell off. I feel like the golf team, like five years ago was like pretty good. So it's, not good that they're not as good as they were, I guess. I don't know. They lost their – the head golf coach also the husband of Cat Osterman? Was, am I wrong there? I no, thought I that was, yeah. thought that was true, and I don't think either one of them is coaching at Texas State anymore, which is a real shame, um, mostly because Cat was an incredible softball coach, and I guess her husband was pretty good at golf because things were working pretty good when he was the head coach.
1: Yeah, I mean, if he was the head coach, we totally breezed by him. That one time we went up to meet Cat, and we're just like – Complete fangirling over her, and he was probably like, "Well, you know, I've done some things too." I've, Do you think I've done that like thi-
0: would bo- would that bother you if you were dating like a like a really prominent like female athlete? That the amount of people asking for your significant other's autograph would that bother you? Um, no, I don't think so. Me neither. No, I'm, I'm very confident. I'm, in
1: I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what what else you got cooking for these teams?
0: Um, that's the that's what's weird, man. Like.
1: Because soccer, softball, very successful, but haven't gone to that next level. You know, I would say the yeah, same, I, mean, I guess, about women's basketball,
0: too. Kind of to like just set the goals, you know, set new goals for yourself. Like for softball, like what's the goal? Is it to win the Sun Belt this year? Is it to win a tournament game? Like what's what's the real goals here? Texas State continues to just run into buzzsaws. it feels like, when it comes to playing in that like that next level volleyball ends up always having to play, like, a really good team. I think Texas won the national championship this year, and I think that was, like, their first-round opponent. Um, Baseball, played Stanford. Those guys aren't, like, uh, aren't aren't shabby. Yeah, so it seems like Texas State, when we do get a bid to go to these, like, national tournaments, kind of not always working in in our favor. However, I'm okay with it. You know, the appearance is, is fine for now.
1: The very first volleyball game I covered was when Texas State got their last bid. I don't think they made it this year. They were they needed to get selected, and Sunbelt mm. had so many teams, and they didn't necessarily – I don't think they won the Sunbelt tournament. I could be wrong. I
0: think um, they won the reg- regular season
1: again. Yeah, just the regular season. So this is, what, uh, the new coach's second year, I think, with the team. He had the – he came in during COVID. Yeah, yeah. Athens was 2016, I think.
0: Yeah, that would make sense.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess just try to like go back to prominence. You have to win the Sun Belt. You can't just expect to get invited to the big dance, you know.
0: I is it a renaissance? Like, I feel like I don't know. But I also Are don't think sliding? that team got enough respect
1: Are... from the voters either. That's just maybe my. Are...
0: So, would you say Texas State Athletics is sliding? Like, I mean the the programs are or like the the people in charge are better right like you like kelly dampus and you, and you like uh don so and you like the head coach so it feels like those are all good things but all these other sports are they sliding off a little bit to you like do you think that like softball has taken a step back in the last three years you think like volleyball has taken a step back in the last five years because i don't think i'm willing to say that yet
1: i think it's just like more time has elapsed and like the university was committed for so long at this one level. And then to get to that next level, it's going to take even more, you know? So like, even with Mm -hmm. the new people coming in, you know, it's still their first time going around too. So they got to see this happen in real time and then kind of self-correct and then invest more time and effort. That's
0: always, that's always the hardest thing. I think for Texas state is to invest more Mm -hmm. because right now, it, for the well, I should say the last like seven years, it's felt like there was like kind of a ceiling, a glass ceiling on Texas State athletics. Like this is as far as we were going to go. How do we take that next step? And I'm hoping that football is the thing that breaks that glass ceiling, that going to a bowl game, potentially winning a bowl game will then inspire people a to donate money, but B for the athletic department to give more money, potentially to different teams. And hopefully like football can be the thing that breaks it. And then all the other teams potentially could get, more funding or better funding or more money for recruiting, whatever, you know what I mean? To like continue to drive things, to drive success.
1: Another factor too, if you just look at the men's basketball team, so it's completely isolated scenario, but Quentin Scott, Alonzo Sule, some of those seniors that got another year with the COVID year of eligibility went other places. And so that didn't help either necessarily for that program. And also for like that momentum that the program had going forward, you know, because it's like, no beef, but, like, that was just what was better for them, you know?
0: Yeah, and so where did Sule go? Because you mentioned that he's playing tonight against Texas tonight.
1: State. Yeah, they're in – what is it? Do they play – is that a place, James Madison, a place? But he's at James Madison. Okay, gotcha. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, so, okay, that makes that makes sense. Virginia. Virginia, yeah. That's uh, – look, okay, so – I don't think James Madison's a powerhouse for basketball. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think that they're a powerhouse for basketball. Kind of feels like it's just uh, I want to visit other parts of the country.
1: That's, they just have you know, our number, kind of too, though. Would you say? Who? James Madison. Like they're they're like okay, Texas State's been here. We're we just got here. New kid on the block for the Sun Belt. We had some talent last if, football if she, season.
0: Well. James Madison's a really good football program. James Madison basketball, I don't think, has ever piqued my interest. So again, maybe they are like some sort of secret powerhouse. But if I was a betting man, I would say that not, and that again, that this is Sule just going to another, another a place to visit. You know, hang I felt out a like, like a more.
1: scorned ex girlfriend. I was you just. Feel like- i was was scrolling through his twitter feed yesterday trying to figure or yeah last night just trying to figure out what happened what went wrong could i have done something better
0: (laughs) no i don't think so it's yeah yeah and you know terrence johnson's done a really good job of like you know building this program up um so there's always that opportunity or uh, that off chance to jacob is that there was a conversation to be had that like hey you know, thanks for all that you've done for us, but you know, we got new guys coming in here and the minutes, there's only so many in a game that we can give, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it was just kind of sad. Cause that was like kind of the heart and soul of that whole team. It was like those four or five guys. Cause there's only four or five guys on the court. Oh, for <laughs> but, sure. But um, yeah, it just kind of sucks that that happened the way it happened. I mean, whatever. I was just sad. Um, but yeah, they're in James Madison tonight. Um, I think we're going to lose if I had to call that game right now. (laughs) Why do you think that? Why do you think Texas State
0: will lose? We dropped
1: two games back-to-back right after we got off air yesterday. And As a matter of fact, I was able to insert some of those bites, uh, just be like, hey, we lost. (laughs) Uh, But Terrence Johnson wasn't happy either. That's probably the most mad I've ever seen him. And He's a very calm and collected man, so that's saying a lot.
0: So you think we're going to lose because we are on a losing streak right now?
1: I think it's kind of – well, another thing to mention, too, is that this team loves Alonzo Sule. Their head coach is always tweeting about him, saying that this is the kind of program or uh, the kind of guy that they're trying to build around, too. I think it's interesting because he doesn't have that much eligibility left. He's going to just dip after um, he gets his uh, computer security or something degree like that. Yeah. But that's it. But it's kind of cool for him, at least, you know, to be the centerpiece.
0: Yeah, you know Texas State seven and eight this season, eleventh in the Sun Belt right now. I think, uh, whatchamacallit, call it? The JMU has like a pretty good ha- has a pretty good record. I think they're like eleven and four, something like that. So I'm just trying to find what the spread is for this game. That's what I'm most concerned about. Like what, how many points Texas State is like favored or down? You know, to JMU.
1: I know every league does this, but when I see us drop like. To the Sunbelt rankings every week. I'm like, oh, <laughs> my like, panic button starts going off a little bit.
0: So, JMU is an 11 point favorite tonight. Hmm. At JMU. Yeah. I would agree. I think that you're right. Probably. But again, yeah, you go, I you know go into
1: now. this guy's place, he's trying to prove something. That's what I think.
0: I didn't know that JMU had a program like that. Shout out to JMU.
1: Shout out JMU. Like Shout out to
0: News to me that the Dukes are good at basketball. You know, they're good at everything, but like. You're going to
1: have a. A podcast that's called Duking Around after this. Mm,
0: Not not, not a bad idea.
1: And then uh, women's team. It's important that they continue to win because Coach Z is like two games away from like the all-time winning record at Texas State. Uh, But they dropped last week against Troy, too. Tonight in San Marcos, they're playing against App State. Jimmy, what do you think?
0: I mean... Kochi being two games away from like this pretty historic mark is really cool for her, especially because we talked to like last week about how the, uh, the, the support behind her has not always been there. Uh, not only from you and me, but just in general, I think from the public, there was kind of a questions asked about like, you know, how much longer do you think that she has this job? Is the seat a little bit hotter after a couple of those flame outs in the uh, Sunville tournament? So, the the fact is that she has a chance now to be one of if not the best coach in uh women's basketball history at Texas State. Uh she's relatively young for a head coach in college basketball. So I mean the facts is is that she gets these two wins and then you get a couple more, you know what I mean, if you can string together some wins here uh not only conference wins but also tournament wins and you get a, a maybe a birth to the NCAA tournament at some point, uh, you have a really good chance here to go down as one of the greatest coaches of all time at Texas state.
1: Yeah, I'm a little superstitious, Zimel, mostly because my grandma, my great grandma in the Valley was a witch. People would come up to her and try to get her to healing powers and stuff like that. So I'm very much believe in karma and a lot of other things that make the world go round. Um, Texas state tonight, they're having Suzanne Fox who has that record above, you know, uh, Coach Z, but she's the guest analyst on e- the ESPN broadcast that's happening, like as we speak, or in the next couple hours. Um, so she has her there watching as her re- own record could potentially be broken within the next game or two. I think that puts a lot of undue pressure on somebody. I don't know. You don't
0: like that? <laughs> I like it when it's like that. I like the the passing of the torch type of moments. Also, uh, Fox has been on a couple of the uh, ESPN Plus broadcasts. She's she's a now, I'm not going to say a stable, but she's in the area and she's somebody that they have on a lot. So it's not just like, hey, what are you doing on a random Thursday night? You want to come call a basketball game? It's it's that. And it's also like, you know, she's good. You know what I mean? She's not bad on air. Yeah. I mean, so I, I don't know. I don't agree with you. I think that it's nice to have the, the passing of the torch is underrated. I think I like it when there's like athletes or coaches are in the building for it. Cause it's, it's cool, you know, and you know, Fox is a big part of Texas state basketball history. And so's coach Z at this point,
1: would you have liked like uh Texas state great from KTSW to be in the booth with you as you surpass some record at, ktsw
0: Uh, i'm trying to think of a record i could surpass uh the thing is that and you know me and I'll, i'll tell the audience i'm not big on awards i'm not a big awards guy a lot of people are i'm just i've never been a big awards guy i think that if i were to win an award and a guy like matt McLaren, who is a guy that was at ktsw was one of the greatest broadcasters in texas state history or brandt freeman who's another one that's very well known calls all the basketball games all the football games for espn plus for texas state if one of those guys was around for me to win an award that that'd be cool but you know at this point in my life i'm you know i don't think it would matter all that much to me
1: that's good Jim. i'm glad you have that kind of perspective because i definitely am like i gotta be the best i gotta try and do everything and that's why i look like this and i'm breaking out and i have ah,
0: if you had like somebody if you had another star person that was like Good before you hanging out, you wouldn't you you'd be freaked out by that. You wouldn't like that.
1: No, I mean Carrington was a great editor right before me, the first black editor in chief, and that didn't really. But he was always one of my closest friends. Yeah,
0: you know, I'm talking about somebody from like the 80s or 90s.
1: Oh, and none of those guys could touch what I did, <laughs> so I'm not worried about them.
0: Okay, bookmark yeah. it. Hey, people watching at home, I didn't say that Jacob did, so that's fine. Go yeah. off.
1: No, I mean before me, before Carrington, before a lot a lot of those people who cares like nobody was watching y'all
0: good stuff good stuff
1: and we beat ut when i was there so i'm one of the winningest editors in the last decade okay awards got it. awards persons money yeah we got it all when i was there
0: good for you star alum here jacob Great. rodriguez
1: not just star alum editor-in-chief current actually i'm on the advisory board so that's why i'm so high on the star i love those guys they're really good at what they do ptsw um, call me <laughs> hey um i wanted to preview some games too because I, I don't think i'll have any new sound for the next two weeks because these teams are playing in virginia tonight alabama you gotta get on your guy weren't you saying
0: to us that you're you're calm, you and the calm guy are like besties yeah you gotta get on that for the sound bites, man
1: well the, that's always been the thing is that texas state doesn't really do pressers on the road do you remember when they shuffled us into a stairwell at smu <laughs> and they brought out <laughs> jake spavitol and Velo, and they were like all right here's your press conference i was like what the God. fuck is this
0: i wish we could have talked to the smu guys honestly could have been hang yeah, out in the go press back to like sunny.
1: room uh, hey, that was tough that was about this yeah, tell us how you're about to fuck over this school for the next decade <laughs>
0: That was tough. No, it was, it was fine. You know, being in the, being in that stairwell with Spavadol was very much like a, uh, uh, intimate moment. You know what I mean? We
1: we knew exactly what those guys were drinking, um, during the game, what color Gatorade they had.
0: Yeah. It should have been more water. Should have been a lot more water. Should have been a lot more Gatorade. Those guys, they, they got ran over by SMU. Anyway, point is, is that you're right. You are correct. Um, but I thought things changed. Things are like on the upswing for yeah, but
1: i i still don't think like i don't know i mean Baby i know steps. they have a media relations team traveling with them but i don't think they're doing the stage you know either if not even for facebook or instagram or whatever mm. but also if you get your ass kicked why would you you know that's kind of the mentality that a lot of those coaches have is like i'm not giving press if we lose on the road would you
0: especially. like to do a snapchat video no <laughs> I would I mean like a 10 a minute minute long like hey this is what happened this is the this is this 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 and then a coach comes on you know a TikTok video of for the press conference I think Texas State could really do that and that would be funny if I had to good. defend
1: this team the thing I would tell a journalist trying to repeatedly get information as we do week to week is um fuck off because we just lost on the road um the coaches are tired we're in a different time zone we got to catch a flight it's on spirit airlines <laughs> see you later
0: good i mean good on you i'm glad see that's that's the beauty you're not going to get that from any other podcast is just the the complete transparency of knowing both sides of it and being like nah, i'm not dealing with this
1: that's oh yeah good. no i i always think because i i flip flack back and forth like oh i could get so much more money if i do a pr job not necessarily working for the university but uh just anywhere and it's like no if i had to deal with a journalist all the time i would definitely be like hey man enough is enough cut it out and that's why so many coaches and stuff just kind of do their own thing and um you know uh we would get in trouble if we interviewed people without the media relations team at texas state so we tried not to cross that barrier but other people do and you know it's fine or whatever but it's just not really our prerogative to kind of bite the hand that feeds us. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, that's, that is, that is true. That's a good point. Um, could you, if if you, if I got you an athlete, if we got an athlete on the podcast, would you want to do that with the potential of the ramifications?
1: I don't know. I have so many, like it took, so that was my legacy at the stars rebuilding all these relationships. So to like tear them down brick by brick after I graduate, potentially mess something up for other people down the road that are trying to cover this too i
0: think it would just be us that would get messed up yeah.
1: <laughs> we just get blackballed by the university we're trying to cover yeah i don't I think that's think good practice huh i don't think it's a good practice oh, well
0: i thought well it's not a good practice but i have practice doing it so
1: no i, I mean we have definitely have done it i well the thing is too like we're about to have a pro day eventually in the future i'm, I'm sure we're who not the details there's some people that are trying to go to the pros
0: I need to see that list. I can I can help them.
1: Give My me the thing, list of the guys. Right. This is this is what I think about transfers, especially from Texas State, is um you didn't do well at Texas State. More than likely than that, you were not a Sunbelt player selection, all Sunbelt team. Uh more often than, not, than times, right? Unless you're like a Brian London type of guy.
0: Or yeah. Aaron Brewer's still in the league. Aaron, Aaron Brewer still, still suits up for the, the Tennessee Titans every Sunday. Good for So him. shout out to him.
1: And David Mayo, shout out. But yeah. Those guys are exceptional and like standouts. Some other people, you know, just take your degree, take your free money, and dip, dude. XFL
0: and USFL are going to employ a lot of Texas State Bobcats. That's my that's my take right now. San There's Antonio a lot Valley. of guys who are are gonna be very good. San Antonio Renegades and Dallas Roughnecks. It's gonna be it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good for them.
1: Um, bouncing back to the kind of the scheduling for these teams. Uh, after this, after tonight, they're going to play South Alabama on Saturday, and then the next two weeks they go to Arkansas, and then they go to Louisiana to play Arkansas State and ULM. I think they'll bounce back in that three-game series. What do you think? Zimi? Okay, yeah,
0: I I think so too. Just by the law of averages, you can't you know lose this many games. Uh, the team's not bad. It's just. Not 500. Does that mm. make sense? Like, yeah. it's not a bad squad. They're just not 500. And also, I mentioned this last week. None of this actually matters. None of this matters until the Sunbelt tournament because Texas State for years was the best team in the regular season or one of the best teams in the regular season and then didn't show up in the playoffs. Don't show up in the regular season. Show up in the playoffs and things will be good. I'm down by there, – there's a year where I think a seven seed or a six seed won the Sunbelt tournament. So it's not impossible. It's not impossible to do. They do, however, need to start winning games here in the month of January um, to ramp up for February and March. Yeah, no, I if, they, they, if, they're, if, if they're like three games under 500 by this time next month, then we have a real problem. Then, then we're having like sirens going off because that would not be good.
1: Mm-hmm. And the same time period, the women's team is just in San Marcos basically until the 14th, which is what, next... I don't think it's next week. I think it's a week and a half from now. No, the fourteenth yeah, is a week. Friday. Yeah, no, no the fourteenth is a Saturday. Saturday, yeah, yeah. So that's next week from now. But they're just in San Marcos the entire time. So go out and support the team. They play Louisiana, Georgia State, and Arkansas State. They should win all those games, and then Coach Z should get a record and then some.
0: Yeah, yeah, like <clears throat> yeah. So cool. Good, good for the women's basketball team. To win yeah, games. Good for them.
1: And also on that same court, you know, we talked a little bit about volleyball. We've talked a lot about basketball this podcast. I want to talk about the Jeff Foster court dedication that's happening. What is that? Is that also next week? This is, it's kind of jam-packed for the whole... They,
0: they they found a way they said those students are coming back right okay let's let's figure out the first game that we can get them all back in that arena to pack that place
1: that should be the first time that the basketball the men's basketball team is back in town i think the women are out of town that week
0: well, that makes sense so jeff foster arguably the most successful professional uh texas state bobcat played in the 1997 was on the 1997 team that uh, was really good. Played in the NBA Finals, I believe. Like, I think he had like two minutes uh, when the with the Indiana Pacers against the Lakers. Lakers ended up winning. Um, Jeff Foster is a very big name, very important guy in Texas State basketball. To name that court after somebody that's not Karen Chisholm is a problem, I think, in my opinion. I think that's a problem in my opinion. Now, I have been the most outspoken... Karen Chisholm Truther, uh, when it comes to her leg- her career at Texas State, where there is a time where she has she's got the most wins, she's one of the most winning volleyball coaches of all time. She's a staple of Texas State, right? She also did not win uh, NCAA tournament games. She also did not win Sunbelt championships, a lot of regular season championships, not a lot of Sunbelt championships, um, or as as not as many as fans would want. We'll put it that way. She deserves to have that court named after. And I get it. You know, Texas State, you got to name it after a men's basketball coach or a women's basketball coach, right? Like, okay, we are not these other schools. You can do a volleyball coach. It's fine. You can get away with that. Like, we're not going to be mad. Nobody would have blinked with Karen Chisholm getting the court named after. I don't think anybody really cares that Jeff Foster is getting the court named after him either, but it's just a juxtaposition of the amount of time that Chisholm was there the amount of success that she had, even if it isn't as much success as I would have liked. Um, but it's like 20 years, you know, it's like 30 years of just being dominant. You know what I mean? Um, Jeff Foster was only there for four. And then his NBA career was good. You know, it wasn't, it, you know, go into the NBA is incredible, right? There's only 5,000 guys who have ever done it. But, you know, not, I don't think it's a Karen shit. I don't think what, what he did at Texas State is as important or historically significant as what Karen Schism did as a volleyball coach.
1: Yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, you talk about, like, not enough regular season championships and stuff in the Sun Belt. But Karen Chisholm was there for that entire transition from FCS to FBS, and so that kind of changed too. I mean, the entire time, she was playing a bunch of different teams, right? They go to tournaments and exhibition games and other things across the country all the time, and they were always very good. And she recruited a lot of very good players, and that legacy will always be there. I think it would have been important for Texas State to have named the court after her because of just how culturally significant volleyball has been and how good they've been for so long. You know, it's time to kind of put some respect on the program. And then when you're bringing recruits in, you can be like, hey, look, we have a definitive example of how much we care about volleyball.
0: And I don't understand why you wouldn't do that. Now, okay, I get like why you would for men's basketball. Right. I, I, I don't don't think that I don't understand why you would do Jeff Foster. But we were having conversations about Nigel Pearson being the best basketball player in Texas State history. You know what I mean? We were having conversations about other guys being like potentially the best basketball player in Texas state history. Like so it's not it's not uh clear Jeff Foster is the best basketball player in Bobcat history. We don't have those conversations about Karen Chisholm, okay? We don't have those conversations about Karen Chisholm versus other coaches. Like, you know, i I think that winning two national championships at the uh, at the FCF level is incredible, right? the eighty one eighty two championships that the football team has. And Jim Wacker is one of the greatest coaches in Texas football history, right? Like, in just the in Texas, the state of Texas college football, he is in that pantheon of coaches. Karen Chisholm from 2000 till now, there's not a more significant volleyball coach in the state of Texas than Karen Chisholm. Why would you not name the court after her? I, It's money. I guarantee you it's a money thing versus anything else. Uh, we're not building a statue. And last time I checked, I don't think her name's in the rafters. So what are we doing for? Like, what do, what do we have? Do we have a plaque? Can we get a plaque on the floor? Can we get a plaque on the, on the wall coming into the stadium? Because, look, if you're going to name a court after somebody that's not Karen Chisholm, you got to find something else to give to her. Because, look, I love the lady. She's not going to be here forever. We, we, we want to do this, like, now. We don't want to do this in, you know, 30 years when we have her family coming up, you know what I mean? Like, we want her to be there for it, so let's do it.
1: Yeah, that's I don't know because the, the university puts her on a pedestal in name, I guess, because for the football season, she was one of those people that rode out on the motorcycle with Kelly. Um, I think she was the first one that did it. I, I could mm-hmm. be wrong, it I think she was too, it. but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Even after she retired from the team, she was still around, she was still a fixture. Everybody thought she might make a run for AD. Or the university would just appoint her to be AD, and then we'd see what well, happens. She was the that.
0: assistant AD for a long time.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh. So, oh, do no. you, what
0: do you think? Do you think that it's an incorrect deal? I mean, I guess
1: sad, but money talks ultimately. Like the uh, the football team, yeah. and I guess the the entire athletics administration is raising money for their new end zone improvement campaign. And if we raise a hundred million dollars, Zimmel, you and I, could put whatever the hell we want <laughs> on one of those things too but yeah what would I think you, money get? Talks what would you put the on there
0: if you could have you can have the end zone complex name what would you name it
1: oh i would name it after one of my professors gilbert martinez and then people would be like who the hell is that and then they would have to look him up <laughs> i
0: would call it the bent the bent end zone complex bent yeah because like it's when now we get bent be like bent. Bent. Yeah. shouts out to kev yeah the bent end zone complex larry
1: Tye's end zone complex Ooh,
0: that pisses Larry
1: Tice Zoom Complex.
0: I like that. I like that. <laughs> I thought about opening up a restaurant in San Marcos. This is a good segue for the last little bit. Open up a restaurant in San Marcos and calling it Tice's Burgers Tice's or something Burgers. like that.
1: There's a place in San Marcos that's called Last Place, or not San Marcos, San Antonio, that's called Last Place Burgers. Shout out to
0: them. Yeah. That fucking that... cat. Is... Shout out to Larry Tice, bro. In, in memory, bro.
1: In memorandum.
0: In memorandum. Um,
1: As the intro says, we can tell you whatever's going on with any team across or the Texas State community and also whatever the hell's going on across sunny San Marcos. And one of the biggest stories this week was that the employees of Stonewall Warehouse on the square say that they were fired uh, right after the New Year's Eve holiday. Now they're on GoFundMe asking for, you know, help basically to transition from the bar life to any other facet. On either on the square or, you know, just in San Marcos in general.
0: I got a lot of takes. We'll get them off quick. First thing, that is a very successful bar from my understanding. Why would you close it down? Thing number two, firing people without giving them warning is awful. I understand maybe you don't want to let people know that Stonewall might be shutting down in 2023, so you don't let the bar staff know. That is not a conversation you want to have on New Year's. That is a conversation you need to have, like, December 1st, Okay third thing i feel bad for these people with the gofundme i really do we there's a lot of bars we need to start don't the gofundme is great and I, I i support it the thing is we need to start talking about the other businesses in san marcus like how can we get these people jobs because there's other jobs for these individuals so like they need to reach out because those are really good bartenders those are really good like servers so what's like going on um, Stonewall shutting down is awful Jacob I'm really like kind of disappointed in the ownership because there is so many and I think you can agree with this there's so many bars in San Marcos that you go to and they're kind of like all the other ones you know what I mean there's not there's not like a ton of like un, super unique Stonewall was the most unique bar in San, Anto- or in San Marcos like it's there's not another one and it, hopefully the new owners decide to keep it um, a gay bar if they keep it an LGBTQ bar. Uh, if they don't, then that is a vacuum for somebody else to come in because that is a moneymaker.
1: Turning May lose into a gay bar.
0: <laughs> so, I, you know, honestly, they be it would be a pivot. And I think some people would be a little angry about it, and it would take a while for the transition to completely take effect. But I could see it happening
1: from barstool, you know, semifinalist best bar in the world to you know gay bar. That'd be kind of cool. Could still could still be it. Could still be it. Could still be it. And then you know, there's the square has had some prominence also a lot of people come drinking to the square great drinks great times sometimes you get a boot to the face so that's not our problem though um but you know access was on a bar rescue that was kind of cool and then they completely just reversed everything and then just did their own thing anyway and then it became way more successful than what they were suggesting on the show uh but yeah super sad for stonewall i wanted to get that mention out there to obviously you know just get some support out there
0: yeah, no, support the GoFundMe. And, you know, I don't know how you would fight the owners of the new Stonewall, but you got to. Find them in the street. Fight them. Because you can't get rid of that. You can't get rid of Stonewall, bro. Cool. Well,
1: thanks, Simley. I think this is uh, squaring around episode five. Thanks for listening.
0: Another great episode, Jacob. Peace. Thanks for listening. New episodes out every Thursday. Follow the boys on Twitter. Eat them up. Eat them up.